0: Oh, ladies and gents, no theme song, no Andy Maslin. He's at the Hootie and the Blowfish concert. True story, facts only. Cindy Harrington joins us from Boston, where the Stanley Cup Finals are heading back to for a Game 7. The Bruins just won a competitive game that turned into a 5-1 scoreline. Cindy, how are we doing in selfie tonight?
1: Well, feeling a lot better than we did about three hours ago. There was uh, a lot of shouting on the streets during this game and had a, a positive result. So pretty happy over here.
0: Yeah. Now, just for the listeners, Cindy happens to live near two neighborhood bars in South Boston that are very, very Bruins friendly, one of which she can see from her living room window, Yes, which is the more interesting one, the more colorful one, Touchy's Shamrock Pub. <laughs> A.K. Touch Bags, on East 8th Street. So were you, was there shenanigans, or are there shenanigans now going on outside of Touchies?
1: I'm looking currently. It seems, it seems as though all is quiet. Uh, the windows are still open, but but the lights are, are shut down, so they must be uh, finishing things up over there. It's Sunday night, after all.
0: Absolutely. Well, anyway, huge win. I know it was definitely a tense couple days here for people like yourself, people like me. Uh, you didn't get a chance to weigh in on the game five goal that the Blues eventually won the game on. Uh, Do you feel better now that the Bruins have avenged that loss and that non-call on the tripping penalty? Uh, No, not really,
1: because they called that same thing tonight on Brad Marchand. I mean, rightly so. I won't. I yeah. totally
0: It was definitely totally a penalty. Agree,
1: but it was pretty much the exact same thing as the other night and you know, non-call and I'm still very bitter about it and I hate the refs.
0: Yeah, I can I can hear it in your voice and that's that's good. It's good 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 competitive yeah. fire. Um yeah.
1: I would normally have more colorful language, but I'm trying to keep it PC. Yeah,
0: after you dropped the BS uh bomb when I mean, you were on the uh southern charm podcast most recently oh please
1: please no it's okay
0: i do it all the time i I'm, are you dan o'brien I, I mean i just miss him so much right <laughs> <laughs> we're doing six you know six shows in six weeks seven shows in six weeks and then he's just gone and there's no more george R. 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 martin vehicles for us to talk about so instead of dan scolding me for my language now i've i'm i'm projecting i'm sorry
2: you- You sure
1: are. I would also like to, uh, sorry Mm -hmm. to interrupt you, I'd like to live update that um, the current tickets are going for about $1,800 a piece in the nosebleed seats.
0: In the the Boston Garden?
1: Yep, for Wednesday.
0: are you going? Let's let's cut to the chips.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's. I was a better with $600 for uh, game five, which I would have been pissed if I spent that to see that sorry game. Um, so yeah, I think probably about two grand with the uh, fees and whatnot. So I think, I think I'm out. I think, think I got a better seat, and that's right here on my couch.
0: Do you feel as if, I mean, you people know or some people know that you and I tried to go to the Super Bowl without tickets. Do you feel yeah. like you'll take a swing by there after work since it's instead of Atlanta, it's like literally a mile from your office or no? It's
1: a good thought. I might go out somewhere around there to watch it potentially.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, I might. But uh, again, I don't really trust a lot of those people outside there either. So tough yeah. to say. Tough yeah. to say. I'm going to have to think on that for a few days.
0: Okay, fair. Well, let's, let's just kind of go through parts of the game. This doesn't have to be a long podcast. It's Sunday night. It's 11 o'clock. But um, I think the main themes are Tukorask, fantastic, and goal tonight. The only goal, Unbelievable. He, the only goal he gave up, he actually made it look like it didn't even go in. Yeah. And uh, he had one that should have gone in off his back that somehow didn't. So yeah. that was probably the karma gods evening up like, hey, you, you didn't. <laughs>
1: I still, I still can't figure that out. That how that call didn't go in. I still, it doesn't make sense to me still.
0: Yeah, the physics involved in that puck not going in are, are beyond the understanding of many, and we're not yes. going to we're not going to figure that out tonight. But no, uh, I feel like from a karma standpoint, him giving up the other one, but 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 again, barely. I mean, he was right there on it. It just, and of course, O'Reilly scored, it, and O'Reilly has been the Kryptonite of the Bruins. This mm, series, he's had a
2: great series. He's Had
0: an unbelievable series. Seven goals in the playoffs, four in this series. Yeah, but uh, he, he was the only goal that could muster tonight. So the fourth goal is huge. We'll get into that. I don't want to do. I don't want to do it a disservice, but really good for the Bruins to get the five on three matchup. Their power play had struggled the last six times out. Um, yeah. So the five on four it wasn't guaranteed they were going to score. The five on three, Marshawn snipes it from over on the wing, kind of the corner there. Beautiful goal and really yeah, important. Yeah, pivotal I think,
1: goal, really.
0: What's, yeah, I was going to say, really important for the Bruins to get on the board first.
1: Yeah, they had to shake that monkey off their back. And unfortunately, it took a five-on-three to do it, but we'll take it. We'll take it.
0: Well, I, I wrote to you, and I think I put in my notes, too, you, you got to score on a five-on-three. like
1: Yeah. If you don't, I mean, morale just probably
0: plummets. Right. By the way— for those of you listening, you're going to hear a beeping because Andy Maslin is now calling me. Cindy, don't worry. You stay with me. I'll, I'll, call, oh him after. I'll call him after because he's doing the Hootie and the Blowfish update, and I'm not ready for that yet.
1: <laughs> That's a
0: separate pod. Or at least an addendum to this one if I can get him. So <laughs> ladies and gents, hold hold on tight for that. And, and Andy's probably going to figure that he's – Andy's playing the role of Dan Ruddle tonight, which is trying to interfere with yeah, the pod.
1: yeah. A lot of role reversals. It's a lot of tonight. nostalgic,
0: nostalgic Winewall and dragon stuff going on right now. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, you know, n- none of the penalties and stuff matter, except that, you know, Bruins were on a ton of penalties in the first Ugh. second periods, and it made it for a very hairy game. But I do want to say, I think the Bruins' 5-on-5 five five was finally the superior 5-on-5 five five tonight. Yeah. Um, the Blues have outplayed their 5-on-5 five five the entire series for large, large chunks. But tonight, I thought the Bruins just looked a lot better. They didn't make any dumb passes. The Blues were actually making dumb passes to the middle. The announcers mm-hmm. kept saying the Bruins are playing so well up the middle, and they were right. So, you know, oh, what's the dude's name who came in? Uh, number 83, Coleman? Coleman, yeah.
1: Coleman. Car- I think it's Karen Coleman or something. Yeah, know.
0: so so that was kind of a – he was the guy who replaced David Backus. Backs, right?
1: Yeah, I uh, I had said earlier when I heard that they were putting. I mean, he's never, you know, played in a Stanley Cup final game before. I think he was doing well in the AHL, um, and I kind of was questioning good old Bruce on that decision. But I apologize and I stand corrected.
0: Yeah, he just had the f- it was like great, literally the freshest legs because he hasn't played yeah. since the Colum- he hasn't played since the Columbus series, which is like. It started at the end of April. So, um, you know, he, he definitely took advantage of his opportunity and had, like I said, fresh legs and speed. And honestly, the thing that the Bruins have is speed over over these guys, for the most part. And yeah. uh, this, dude was, this dude was a factor, even before he scored his goal. But his goal was huge. I mean, from, it was from the point, wasn't it?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: It was beautiful. And Carlos was actually from the – from the blue line and it trickled in and what you called it a tumbling muffin which is (laughs) which is a phrase from Jack Edwards Bruins play-by-play homer and and announcer
1: yeah Jack Jack and Brick I miss them dearly because I hate Doc and everyone associated with NBC Sports or hockey um But, yeah, Jack and Brick are great, and Jack has some really classic one-liners, and that that he would call a tumbling muffin with great enthusiasm. Right, so, so.
0: Carlos goal, tumbling muffin, fake, fake band name of the week, for sure. <laughs> i sure. never heard Jack Edwards say that before, so that was good to know.
1: Well, they're rare, so you got to catch it on the right night. You right,
0: know? and you watch all the games, and I don't. I also live in <laughs> North Carolina, so it's tough for me yeah, to watch all the games. You're not Just,
1: privy to the Nesson.
0: Correct. Um Suga again, really, it's unbelievable. Pasternak's goal that put the thing away, um, you know, a really good answer for when the Blues did get that goal from O'Reilly. Uh, right. It was a really, but you know what it was? It was it was feeding the Blues some of their own medicine. Corrali on the forecheck, got the puck behind the net, passed to the Marshawn, then great pass to Pasta. Hey ref, check your voicemails because he was patient and puts it right up and over the goalie Biddington. Benedict did play pretty well for the first two periods, for sure. It was one nothing for, like, a long time. Yeah. Um, but you know when Chara scores an empty netter, we're going to game seven, and that's exactly oh where we're going.
1: Big man Chara, I love him, but, oof, he's going to hang it up soon. He's killing me.
0: Yeah, I he's mean, re- you know, he's wearing <laughs> a cage on his face. He's got a broken jaw.
1: Absolutely. I don't fault in that, but... I- I don't think he was playing that great before the puck hit him in the face.
0: Fun, but uh, the fact that he's still playing, I think, it's really helped yeah. give his team a lift. I love him.
1: I love him, but in in the deepest regard, I think he's gonna he's gonna think some things over pretty soon.
0: Well, he didn't. He just sign an extension like when we were in Italy yeah, like three months yeah, ago. So he's got he two did. more. He's got two more years. Oh
2: boy. Yep.
0: <laughs> but anyway, th- that's why anyway. it's so important for him to not to turn a, not not to turn into a pumpkin between now and like next. Thursday morning, you know, because the yeah. game's Wednesday. So, yeah. huge, huge move by the Bruins to do this. This is actually a reenactment of the way they crawled their way back into the first round series against Toronto. They had to go on the road, game six, down 3 2, facing elimination, found a way, and then brought it back to the garden. So, now that, you know, game seven, roll the dice. Apparently, it's the first game seven in Boston since like the 84 yeah, like NBA Finals. Yeah, thirty-five years since it's been Game Seven in Boston. Pretty cool stuff. So the way the St. Louis was a buzz tonight, Boston will certainly be a buzz on Wednesday. And the only difference is, no matter what the outcome, the winner is the champion. And so, ooh, the yeah. finality, the fatality, the immortality—all in one of it's Game so Seven. It's,
1: it's a one and done from this point forward. Um, yep. So, yeah. It's, it's a one and,
0: Well said. One and done from this point forward. End of the game. Blues fans trying to give their team a little bit of self-esteem to go back on the road with some We Want the Cup chants, sending them some good vibes. But the Blues decide to get even more goony than usual. Um, they get this dude Bortuzzo sent off. I don't even remember him playing, so he probably literally got sent out there to goon it up. Uh, to I, cru- I think...
1: I had heard his name earlier in the game. He had been, he had been out there, I
0: think. okay. Well he's he's so he's so lackadaisical that all he could do from my recollection. was to four check Achari twice and then hit him with the butt end of his of his stick in the face. Uh, so he was sent off.
1: Yeah, let's be honest, Achari is already missing enough teeth. Let's let's not knock out
0: anymore. I know, man. Seriously. So the Bruins had a five-on-three power play to end the game. They did not choose to score, really try to score. Um but that—I mean—that—that's a—we can just wrap it up there. But you've got to be elated from where you were, as you when you woke up this morning and slash eight o'clock tonight.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm pumped. I think. The first line has finally woken up a little bit, finding their groove, and that's going to be the key to winning Game 7. I think it has to be Pasternak. I think it has to be Bergeron. It has to be Marchand. They have to wake up. Krejci also needs to wake up. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but they're going to be the keys to winning this. Got to go big on offense.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing I noticed was that to start the game, the fourth line actually started for the Bruins. I think they did, yes. Because they were having so much trouble, the first line with the Blues' first line, that I yep. think I think basically Cassidy just figured, let's roll he the went, dice in the first forty five seconds. We'll get a whistle, and then we'll we'll be kind of off shift, right? So
2: yeah, I mean,
1: he went big energy line for the first one, and I think it was smart.
0: Certainly was, because because you know what. They uh, won the game. <laughs> yeah. They really want to oh. win this game, Cotton.
1: Also, to Andy's point, as he was saying, I felt like a lot of them were having trouble controlling the puck at the outset because I think the ice is so much faster and smoother out there. People were really having like trouble kind of controlling passes and possessions and stuff, so I think his theory was right.
0: Yeah, I do, too, which means Jeremy Jacobs needs to shell out some money for a better refrigeration because I think when the, puck, when the ice is faster, the Bruins are the more skilled team. And, and they, Agreed. And they, they, you know, so it really would suck if the Blues won three out of the four games and the garden because the jacobs are too cheap to have good air conditioning and their ice is all mushy in june just saying right tag them in
1: this pod so
0: they know yeah i can't wait i'll get a lifetime ban um all right cindy so, let's leave it there if it's okay with you i'm gonna give andy a call and see what he's got sure um and then i will i will hit you back later i know we have some other things to discuss that don't relate, relate to hockey but maybe we'll we'll table that to tomorrow
1: wait. Can I say something? I hope David Ortiz is okay.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Yes.
1: This is breaking news during the second period that he's been shot in the Dominican. And I'm actually hearing some varying reports now that he was... Initially, they said he was shot in the leg, but now they're saying he was shot in the back and it exited through his abdomen, which is a lot different than getting shot in the leg from a medical perspective. So um, lots of thoughts are with him uh, tonight and hoping that he's okay.
0: One hundred percent. Really scary stuff. Really shocking stuff. And yeah. um, you know, we love Big Poppy here. We, I think I mean, everybody loves Big Poppy kind of,
2: yeah,
0: you know.
1: universally liked figure.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like there's a robbery gone wrong, and uh, we just hope that David Ortiz um, comes out of it okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, huge win tonight for the bees. Thanks for coming on. Cindy, we'll catch up with you in a little bit. We're going to see what Andy Maslin has for us.
1: <laughs> sounds good. Go Bruins, game seven. <laughs> All right, hey, just
2: let me know how my audio is because I'm
0: Bluetooth and it's raining out. Your audio's fine. Andy Mason, welcome to the podcast. Uh, just hung up with Cindy Harrington. We took care of a lot of the brewing stuff, but I w- want your take on any of that if you got anything, but also how was Hootie and the Blowfish? Everybody wants uh, okay. to know. Yeah,
2: just some housekeeping. Um, in the car with my buddy Ryan, he huh? may or may not talk. We were discussing if he was going to talk in the podcast earlier but he mentioned that his only goal in his life was to win a Division II high school Super Bowl, and those scumbags from Walpole all but took the ring off his finger in senior year. It was a bitter
0: end. Uh, it was a bitter end. You guys had a great team, and then I was a senior the next year when, when your uh, your teammates got us back. So uh... but He
2: wasn't on that team. I mean, it's been, it's been the darkest of days for him since then, which is amazing because it was 22 years ago. Um, in and out of jail, drug habit, murdered a
0: guy, uh, but we had fun at Hootie tonight. Never fully recovered. Nothing like uh, coming back strong to go to Hootie 22 years later and make it all better. <laughs> fresh out of prison for trafficking. Well, I tell you what, it, it takes all it takes all kinds. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so Andy, you're aware the Bruins won, correct?
2: Uh, oh, Bruins won. Looked good. Uh, I didn't let the Blues push them around tonight. Uh, really, you know, just took that physical play and just, just out, out finessed the Blues. Did not get intimidated by physical play. Two Rask was on his game. Jordan Bennington, a little shaky. Yeah, um, once you. again, tonight, the night where the Bruins' third and fourth line really showed up. First line played well, too. Game seven at home. Let's go.
0: Absolutely. So, let's get to the important stuff. Also, also did not watch a minute of the game. But you know all this stuff, which means that you were either following along or you have ESPN, you know? E- F- ESPN. Yeah, so what did Hootie open with?
2: Um, well, uh, Bare Naked Ladies is the opening band. Wow. Uh, they, and I will give Hootie credit. They started awesome. Darius Rucker, a.k.a.
0: Hootie,
2: still has the pipes. They played the hits tonight. Yeah, nice. They, I, uh, you know, there was none of this. Oh, we got a new album coming out. Let's listen to this one. Um, they played the hits. Uh, right. What, what, what song did they open with? Like? Uh, oh, they opened with "Hold." My, I think they with "Hold My Hand." Yeah, they opened with "Hold My Hand." Oh wow! Yeah. They went
0: right for the um. Not no, right for the number one I hit.
2: They did. We were walking up the stairs. They were just playing it over the speaker. Oh, it was a really good show. <laughs> 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 um, the Bud Lights were blowing. Uh, no, they played the hits. It, it was mostly Hootie. Um, like, you know, like if it was a Hootie Greatest Hits album that we got, we got Wagon Wheel from Darius's country song. One other uh, Darius rocker country song that they played. Um, what did they play? A Led Zeppelin song with yeah. Naked Ladies. They closed with Only Wanna Be With You. Yeah. If they were gonna close. That was the one to
0: close with. Yes, totally agree. Good, good take. So... Uh, I- I
2: did keep track of the of the crutch of the crutches they used tonight. The only one I got was we got was hey you guys out on the lawn I can't even see you out there. Other than that, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't
0: lean on it too much. Well, who is a professional? You know what I mean. Darius Rucker is a professional, so he doesn't really need to use the we love you Sarasota or Tampa or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Tampa. I, I had the best beef jerky here one night. Wow. None of that. Uh, yeah, so. Let me ask you this. People watching, any good stories there from the parking lot, the tailgate? Uh, <laughs>
2: so, okay, we'll start with this. Uh Parking lot, I drank, uh,
0: we tailgated with one
2: uh, Jeff Dagnall
0: before the concert. Oh, Jeff Dagnall, friend of the show.
2: Friend of the show, bottoms up, uh, Jeff still being Jeff. Good. Um, age range, we were probably... We're we're we were in the median. We were right in the middle. Right in the middle. Uh, a lot more older crowd than I thought it would be. I thought we would, like, nail, like, everyone's going to be, like, 35 to 45. But there was a bit of an over- older crowd. Okay. Um, a lot of people smoking weed.
0: Okay. People do Brian that. Ryan
2: and I got threatened by a 5'4? Maybe at maybe fifteen-year-old. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. How'd that come about?
2: Defend, defending his mother's honor.
0: Oh, fantastic! His
2: mother, his mother, who was making advances towards us, and not the other way around. Oh, I want that on the record.
0: Yeah, like, for sure. Let's document like, that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, not
2: not us, but there are people around that are smoking weed. Um. And, like, she smelled it and looked down and laughed at us. And she, like, made a motion that I want it. So, like, like I turned to the people behind us and, like, pointed, in, like, hey, you, you want it? And, and I offered it to her. And she, like, laughed and said, no. All a big joke. Like, no big deal. And then he goes out to go to the bathroom a couple minutes later and goes to me and Ryan. If you two ever get my mother involved in that stuff again, you'll have to deal with me. <laughs> like, we trying, like we were trying
0: to give her a crystal mouth. Right. Also, you're a 15-year-old at a Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish concert. You got you to gotta know your role, dude. You're along for the ride.
2: Uh, he had a necklace on outside the shirt with the pendant on it. It was the state of Florida. Nice. He had the front of his shirt tucked in so I could see his Ford belt buckle. And then he, <laughs> throughout the rest of the night, he continued to mean mug us. Yeah. And I kept, like, overly, like, laughing in his face. Wow. Um, rather than fight him... I wanted to tell his mother on him, but it didn't get to that point. I couldn't get close enough wow. to her. He
0: was, he was too protective. Yeah. Wow. Well, at least he, at least his mom's got a bodyguard for life. Uh, he's fifteen, but uh, you know, good for that guy. But uh, people watching
2: though, it was pretty. I mean, it was honestly like other than that kid, it was a really good crowd because it was yeah. a it was a bunch of adults. Like there were no idiots around.
0: Yeah. Who brings a fifteen year old to a Hootie show? I wouldn't even want to go if I was a fifteen year old. I'd be like, who are you talking about? Yeah,
2: and the the only other good people watching on the way out, (laughs) there was a girl that came up to Ryan, and she looked mid twenties.
0: Okay. She
2: slightly overserved. Yeah, i she had a couple. She had a water bottle with no cap on it, and I believe she was looking for the cap because she came up to Ryan and like grunted and pointed at the cap, which wasn't there. (laughs) <laughs> no real, like, no real words came out. No. And then we were walking behind her, and it's a rainy night down here, and this is not like, the amphitheaters and the state fairgrounds, so, like, the roads aren't paved in here. It's all, like, potholes and dirt roads. And we walked behind her, and I don't know how she kept her feet. I thought she was going down.
0: So essentially her body was still working, but her, her brain was checked out. Yeah.
2: And saying her body was still working was a stretch because it was like every step was an adventure for her. Who was she with?
0: Is she just like appear out of nowhere? Or did, like,
2: Appeared out of nowhere huh? by herself. Like, I actually tried to help her. I said, hey, do you know where your car is? And she grunted at me and went the other way. Right. She, was just an angel, she was just an angel of death. They,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. She was sent by the devil to test you guys and you passed. <laughs> and now she's. And not yeah, You're good people. Her cap is somewhere else for her bottle of water. Right. And hopefully she. We pushed, we pushed her in a puddle
2: and we just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the thing. Like, can you imagine going up to someone you don't know, haven't talked to, and like think that they had the cap to your
0: Aquafina? I mean, the chances are pretty slim. Let's leave it at that, right? I mean, you know, good for her for just going out, taking a flyer out on you guys. I mean,. Okay. Maybe maybe you would have
2: thought we were like her dad and
0: her uncle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I, we had multiple people to know tonight like talking to us. We're, we're friendly guys. Um, of course But talking to people Everyone thinks That we're brothers If not twin
0: brothers <laughs> It's amazing How if you have The same look Because I saw you guys On Facebook earlier And i was scrolling Through Andy's feed If you have the same look People just decide That it makes you twins I don't think they understand yeah. The difference between Being exactly Looking like somebody And having the same look As somebody But anyway So
2: by look, by look Are you saying fat, bol- fat and bald With beards
0: And a little bit washed up Is that the look You're speaking of I was just going to go Bald with beards And the rest of it's on you guys I mean I okay. it's, it's really open to interpretation yeah the only facts are you guys have beards you're bald and you both were uh, from the uh, Merrimack Valley and that's all I got yes, yeah that's true I don't think you guys are washed up at all though I, I, I do well there you go we differ, we differ there I've got a lot of faith in you man I think this is uh, I feel like this is the beginning of the, the next chapter post Hootie hey. Chapter of Best your life. Years
2: are still to come.
0: That's right. That's right.
2: But here's the thing, like, like you know what I say? I'm washed. But Ryan and I, before I knew Ryan, we had both seen Hootie at you know Great Woods, like in high school. Him and I have seen Hootie together probably six to eight times at Harbor Lights, Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom, free concert on City Hall Plaza. You know, like, like they were done, and now they're back playing full amputators again. So, I guess there's no really such thing as washed up.
0: If you're That's what I mean. If you wait long enough, you're back in the game.
2: Uh, all right. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready to go.
0: 40 is the new 20. Let's let's start playing Tuesday night to bottoms up again. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Awesome. Well, hey, fellas, drive safe. I'm going to let you go. But I'm really glad the Bruins won so we have a game seven recap in our future, Andy. And But to both you guys and to Hootie, Thanks for uh, thanks for being there. Thanks for not fighting a fifteen-year-old kid and and leave his mom alone. Okay, leave his mom alone. <laughs> hey, our, our bad. You're bad. You're bad. But it's okay. Hootie forgives you. That's all that matters. All right, fellas, enjoy the ride home. We'll talk exactly. to you
2: soon. Hootie knows the
0: true fans. Exactly. Oh, we're real fans since the nineties. <laughs>